My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Movement Church. Uh, today's message was titled, uh, Where Are We Headed? On the thumbnail, that's what we had prepared was, Where Are We Headed? But uh, shortly before recording this, the Holy Spirit started uh, speaking to me through this word that I had, and I actually had to fall back several verses. Um, and the Spirit, I feel the Spirit is speaking something um, a little bit different. A message, be in readiness, is what I'm feeling, is what I'm hearing in the Spirit, is be in readiness, is what the Spirit is speaking for, where we are headed, where are we headed. This is what the Spirit is speaking, be in readiness, okay? Let's, uh, let's go into prayer before we even begin and ask that God would lead us um, through this word. So let's just go ahead and go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you hum- humbly. Um, we are thankful for the Holy Spirit and the revelation, Lord. So we want to give you everything in this moment so that you can speak to us and speak through us, Lord. Lord, I, I give you myself. You can use me, Lord, uh, to present this message. I ask that you would. I empty myself of me, Lord, and I give it all over to you to glorify you. Um, use me to speak what you have to say, what you want to present for being in readiness, Lord. This word that you've given me just recently, within the last 10, 15 minutes, Lord, use me for this message in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 12 um, and and to start off, start off with this word. So this is where I was took is 1235, Luke 1235. It says, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. Be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast so that they may immediately open the door to him when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them. Whether he comes in the second watch or even in the third and finds them so, blessed are those slaves." But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would have not allowed his house to be broken into. So you too, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you addressing this parable to us or to everyone else as well? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and sensible steward whom the Master will put in charge of his servants to give them their rations at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom the master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says in his heart, My master will be a long time in coming, and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers." And that slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will receive many lashes. But the one who did not know it and committed deeds worthy of flogging will receive but few. From everyone who has given much, much will be required. And to whom they entrusted much, of him they will ask the more. I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish it was already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am, until it is accomplished. 
Do you suppose that I came to grant peace on earth? I tell you no, but rather division. For from now on, five members in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And he was saying to the crowds, when you see a cloud arising in the west, immediately you say a shower is coming. And so it turns out. And when you see a south wind blowing, you say it will be a hot day. And it turns out that way. You hypocrites, you know how to analyze the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why do you not analyze this present time? So we can see here that God is speaking in this word. He is saying that you should be in readiness at all times, for you do not know the hour at which the Son of Man is coming. We do not know the hour at which Jesus is returning, and so we should be ready. We are to be ready. We are to keep our lamps lit, is what he's saying. And there's many of you right now, you might have already clicked off and you said, well, this is just the same Christian message. This is just the same Christian message that Jesus is returning soon. That whenever we all the time, whenever we talk about where are we headed in the last days, where are we headed in the time that we are in when we talk about the wars, when the wars hit the media, when the rumors of wars hit the media, when the sickness and the global sickness and all this hits the media, immediately the Christians jump on board and say, here comes our Lord. Our Lord is coming. It's the last days. But let me tell you, that is just fulfillment of 2 Peter. That is just fulfillment of 2 Peter. Because this is what it says here in 2 Peter. Know this first of all, that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. They mock. They mock and scoff and say, where is this coming of the Lord? We've been talking about it for so long. The Christians have been talking about it for so long. And still yet, it's been thousands of years and the return of the Messiah has yet to come. The second coming has not happened yet. And if it hasn't happened by now, it's probably not going to happen at all. And you guys are just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. But let me tell you this right now. To whom much is given, much will be required. The knowledge that you have been given, the, the anointing. The calling you have been given, much will be required of those. So you should be ready and you should be living that life and be awaiting the coming of the household owner, the master of the slaves. You should be waiting dignantly for the coming of the Lord, living your life, being on alert in the house that that you are keeping watch over, yourself, the temple, right? Your family, your lifestyle should be a representative of the word of God at all times. Be ready at all times, for you do not know when your master's coming back. But what really hit me right here, something that I've missed, the times that I've wrote papers, I've wrote papers in seminary classes on this, and still yet, I missed this. And I don't know, I, I, I cannot believe I missed this, but the Spirit showed me this. Just listen to this part right here. If the slave says in his heart, My master will be a long time in coming and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk. Okay, The master of that slave will will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him into pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. Did you just just hear what I just said? Will assign him a place with the unbelievers. The the person who, who knew the will of God and did not live that way, that did not be ready and was not acting in accordance of the will of God, he will be in place 
with the unbelievers. And look here, it, whenever it says ready or act in accord with his will, will receive many lashes. But the one who did not know it, the, the unbeliever and committed deeds worthy of a flogging will receive but few, receive but few. Many lashes for the one who knew the will and didn't do it, but few lashes for the one who didn't know it. To whom much is given, much will be required. Is your lamp lit? Are you ready for the coming of the Master? So where are we headed in this world? Where are we headed? Jesus said the signs of the last days would be the wars, the rumors of wars, the global sickness, right? Right? That's, that's a definite. The people are scoffing about the second coming of Christ. They scoff at the prophecies being fulfilled. When we talk about them being fulfilled, they scoff and they say, well, we knew that was coming. We knew that was going to happen. We could see that was going to happen anyways. That has nothing to do with biblical prophecy. That's just facts. That's just stuff we see. What you've got to understand that is that prophecy is history that has not yet been fulfilled. The prophecy that has not been fulfilled yet is history. It's still history. It just hasn't been fulfilled yet. When you read something that's prophetic in the Word, it is historical. Okay? It's factual. It's historical. And still yet, we are living our lives pretty much now. Even, I mean, Christians are really bad for it. We're living our lives looking back on what we had before the pandemic. Before the elected president, right? We're, we're looking back. Well, remember when we had this. Remember when we had that, which things could just go back to normal. We could just go back to those ways. Do you know who you sound like when you say that you want to go back? You sound like the Israelites wanting to go back to Egypt after God had led them out because of the, the pots of meat that they had, right? Uh, I have it here, Exodus 16, if you want to go find it. Exodus 16.3, Numbers 14.4, they want to elect a, a new leader. They wanted to go back to Egypt. When you say you want to go back to normal, you sound like the Israelites in the desert. Do you not know that you are heading towards the second coming of your Messiah? The one that you have declared as Lord of your life that you have, you know, you've talked about. You've, you've, if you've proclaimed yourself as a Christian, why do you want to go back to the way that things were? Do you not know that you are approaching the hour of the coming of the Lord? And friends, if it wasn't true, then this message wouldn't have got shifted. Are you ready? Are your lamps lit? Do you not know? Do you not know? As Jesus said, if you can see that it's about to rain, if you can see it's going to be a hot day, if you can feel the humidity, why do you live in timidity? Why do you live in the, in the desires to go back or brushing things off? Or thinking that the grace of God is just going to cover you and you can keep doing what you know you're not supposed to do. Guys, light your lamps. If they're even in your hand, dig them out of your closet, wherever your lamps are. Get them out. Get them lit. Start praying and fasting. Seeking the anointing. Start doing the will of God and walking in the call that has been given to us. There is a sense of urgency to this word. I wasn't even that serious, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even that serious about this message. I was like, this will be a good topic. I feel like God wants me to talk about this. It was just a general, you know, um, relaxed message. And it's not, 
It's not even what God wanted to say. This is what God wants to say. Because see, what's happened is that God has shook your schedule. That's what this pandemic did. God has shook your schedule. He's disrupted your routines. And he's trying to wake you up. He's trying to wake you up. And what happened to the church when Jesus starts giving signs? When God starts giving signs of his coming, we're not looking forward and looking up for our redemption. We're looking back and wanting to go back, just like the Israelites. Many Christians say, well, if I had walked with Jesus, then I wouldn't be like this. Or if I had been led out like with Moses, then I wouldn't be like this. You are just like the Israelites. Stop wanting to go back to normal and start getting used to and ready for the kingdom that is coming. Pray right now for your spiritual eyes to be opened. Say, God, reveal to me your word. Reveal to me your will. What do you want me to do, God? You have got to get this sense of urgency in your heart and in your, in your body, in your spirit. You've got to unlock and open up this urgency to the call to live the life. We don't have time to debate people about things of the Bible. It's time to live the life. What has happened to the church? How have we become so idle? We've grieved the Holy Spirit. We've gotten so comfortable in our routines and in our schedules of just church that we've missed the bigger picture of what God's been wanting to do this whole time. There was a global reset that happened and the church fled. And yeah, some of the church failed. It's time to step forward. Light your lamps. Be ready. Fill them with oil. Don't let the Lord find you. A, don't let the Lord come back and find you not ready for his coming. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. And he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to them, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. For years, for years, this fig tree was not bearing fruit. But there was grace to let it alone for just a little longer. Just a little longer, maybe it will. For this fertilizer to set in, maybe it will. Church, this word is your fertilizer. My brother and sister, this is your fertilizer. Bear fruit so you don't get cut down. You know, the coming of the Lord may happen in the next 10 days. Next 10 minutes before I even finish this message. It could be the next 10 years. But it doesn't disprove the word. Because just as you're watching this, uh, as soon as this uploads, or maybe a year after it uploads, one thing is for certain that the word has not faded. It's only become more certain and more, and more true. If it's said in, in, in if, if Jesus said in, in 20 AD, 30 AD, that, that 
the coming of the Lord is near. And then so forth into 90 AD with the book of Revelation, that the coming of the Lord is near. It doesn't disprove it now that we're in 2022 that it says that. It only makes it so much more urgent and so much more true. It doesn't disprove it, the age of the word. It should get you ready. Because if it's been this long, and we've seen this much prophecy fulfilled, why are you still so slow in your repentance? Why are you so slow in your surrender? Now, if you're not a believer, if you've not come to Christ, this message isn't so much towards you. But what I will say to you is that the void in your heart can only be filled by the Spirit of the Lord, by His forgiveness and by His grace. What happens to one when they come to Christ is a complete change. It's a do-over. You become born again. You get new eyes, new heart, new spirit, new mind, new ears. But this message really explains the church hurt that's happened over the years. The people that have come to church for healing and couldn't get any. The people who have come to church for deliverance and couldn't get any. The people who have come to church for guidance, come to church for guidance and all they got was a, a card to fill out. We can't keep hiding in our buildings. It's time to light our lamps and go out. You know what I find significant? Is that the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not stand a chance against the anointing of Christ, against the Spirit of Christ. And still yet, do we not understand what that means? Gates, I love how this was put for me. I heard this. Gates are a defense mechanism. They are a defensive weapon, not an offensive weapon. You don't attack somebody with a gate. You try to keep people away. So if the gates of hell cannot prevail, if the gates of hell can't stand a chance against the Spirit and the anointing of Christ in a Christian, in a follower then how do we not understand what this is saying? We are to storm His kingdom. We are to storm His territory and take it back and to expand and grow the kingdom of God. What's that old hymn song? I marched into the camp and I took back what the enemy stole from me. Where's that at? Where's that in our walks with Christ? Church, there is a sense of urgency. There is a message of urgency. The Spirit says, be in readiness. Be in readiness. You know, when Peter was teaching in Acts 2, he was preaching in Acts 2, and there was this, there was this urgency to his message, right? For those of you who know, there was a sense of urgency to his message. They were cut to the heart when they heard the truth about Jesus. And Jesus and, and Jesus doesn't want you just to pray a prayer. Peter didn't have him just pray a prayer, okay? He didn't just have him, you know, raise their hand with their eyes closed. What did he have him do? Repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit, repent of your sins. I can literally feel the pain in the spirit because of what's happened. Because of where the church is. There's no repentance. 
you cannot live a one foot in, one foot out life for Christ. You cannot be lukewarm. You gotta be hot or cold. Because Jesus is gonna spit you out. Can't you see the revival that's happening? Can't you see that that's a sign of the second coming? And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my bond slaves, both men and women. I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And that shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That isn't just saying a prayer, calling on the name of the Lord. Because they say, what must we do? What must we do? You must repent. Repent. You can't live one foot in and one foot out. Some of you might say, well, Blake, when are you going to stop preaching this repentance? Every message we ever hear from you is about being born again. Blake, when are you going to stop preaching on being born again? Blake, when are you going to stop preaching repentance? I guess when everybody starts doing it. I guess when people start living the life that represents Christ, maybe we will leave this segment and stop talking about deliverance and stop talking about repentance and stop talking about the holy life. But I can't stop preaching something that isn't happening. I have to keep doing what the Spirit leads me to do. And what else am I preaching? Nothing else but what the first church taught. Repent. Repent. That is the word. Repent. Turn away from Go all in for Christ. What did Jesus say when he healed someone? Go and sin no more. Something far worse may come upon you. Inviting someone to church should not be the highlight of your Christian walk. You know, at one point, that's what I thought. I thought, you know, you just invited people to church. I didn't realize that I took the gospel to them, that I walked as Christ walked. Jesus said, it's better that I go so that the Holy Spirit may come. I don't know how much longer I need to go on this. Guys, be ready. Be in readiness for the coming of the Lord. For you do not know what hour the Master is coming back. You were pierced to their heart at the, at the message. Just as I'm pierced to the heart for the people I know, for the majority of the world, let me just pray. 
Father, I come to you and I guess it's standing in the gap, Lord, in prayer that that you would hear my cry, Lord, that you would send your spirit, Lord, to the to the families, Lord, to the viewers that don't know you or that are just as here that are not living in accordance to the will. Lord, my my request, my ask is that you would quicken their hearts to the call of repentance. Lord, would you motivate one person today to start living a life that glorifies you? Lord, would you quicken someone in the Spirit today to be willing to lay down whatever it is that you place on their heart that they know they need to quit? Lord, your word pierces the hearts, Lord. And I do sense in the Spirit, someone's heart's pierced right now. With a sense of urgency. And even if that person, Lord, does live the life, even if that person has their heart set in repentance and does live the life according to your commands, according to your will, Lord, I ask that you would just comfort them. Because it's not an easy walk, Lord. And you know that better than any of us. But we do thank you that for those of us who are repented and, you know, living the life, that you thought of us worthy enough, that you loved us enough to give us the opportunity to be redeemed. So, Lord, I ask that you would just pour out your spirit and pour out the blood of the cross on all on all viewers, all believers, Lord. That you would give us all the true sense of urgency that we need to have for your second coming, Lord. The wedding feast is near. So Lord, just help us be ready. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for watching. Be sure to be here this coming Sunday for the spring cleaning message. If you, um, yeah, you just, you don't want to miss it. We're going to be live. So I'll see you guys then. Thanks.